0: Everyone, and thank you for watching our podcast, in which we will be discussing the topical issues related to digital transformation in Central and Eastern Europe. My name is Olga Belikova. I'm a partner and a co-head of TMT sector group in CMS in Central and Eastern Europe. And together with my colleague and another co-head of TMT sector group, Eva Mashi, we are uh, very happy to welcome our guest speakers and would like to introduce them to you. Ersida Dokai, uh, an, associate, an Associate Director in a uh, team team in EBRD, and Ersida has a broad uh, experience on various issues related to buy-side investment, including in um, project and debt financing in Central and Eastern Europe, in Turkey and Egypt. Welcome, Ersida. And Tomasz Marciniak, uh, a managing partner in McKinsey & Company. And Tomasz is uh, uh, servicing various clients uh, in uh, uh, a lot of sectors, including on matters related, related to digitalization and on various matters related to the GMT sector. Thank you, Tomasz, for being with us today.
1: So uh, let us get started and uh, I hand over to Eva. COVID-19 disrupted our lives but it also demonstrated how important the TMT sector is in our modern world. TMT is one of the few sectors that have experienced the least amount of disruptions during the worldwide pandemic. Despite the topsy-turvy market circumstances, the TMT ecosystem has traded strongly through lockdown as workers, consumers, students and teachers became more reliant on broadband and digital services to work learn and shop in the next 20 minutes we will discuss some of the major trends opportunities as well as challenges that have been shaping the tmt landscape and sparking new growth in our region the pandemic accelerated some positive dynamics which were already well underway before the worldwide pandemic especially the digitalization of many sectors and the demand for high speed and reliable connectivity. One of the most notable trends of the current European, including our regional TNT landscape, is the way how the telecom industry has been finding new ways of extending the digital infrastructure in a cost-efficient way. This has already supported a wider rollout of 5G and other technologies of the future, such as Internet of Things, smart cities, autonomous vehicles and others. The ability to create an efficient capital structure has been a major game-changer for investors and lenders alike, and we've seen an unprecedented level of activity across Europe, including our region in the tower, fiber, and data center space. ERCIDA, EBRD has been instrumental in the evolution of our region and has been very active in the tmt sector as well what types of transactions dominate the digital infrastructure space in your views and experience
2: hi eva yes uh, thank you very much we completely uh, agree also uh, with your note um, digital infrastructure is uh, very important uh, especially now during covid times we have seen the market uh, moving, generally speaking, within the MA space. Convergence has been one of the typical topics whereby there's a lot of vertical integration. And what I mean by that is the foreplay. So, being able to offer fixed mobile as well as pay TV services and content. Um, we see also expansion in the region. So building scale, not only in one, uh, in one country, but also going regional. I think that's been the driver, for example, um, for one of our investments like United Group uh, that has done a lot of m activity, but also has committed in each and every country um, where they have started to operate to do a lot of capex investments. And that takes us very naturally. The second most topical investments and financing opportunities we've seen within the CEE in the telecommunications sector has definitely been capex and what kind of capex well you know we've seen there's a huge explosion of data and most of it has actually moved towards fixed broadband infrastructure so naturally we see a lot of fiber and we see a lot of fiber uh, being deployed uh, everywhere however one a specific topic that has come more and more to our attention is the digital divide, right? The difference between having access to fiber in rural versus more urbanized areas. And one such example is um, our investment together with the Serbian government in rural broadband infrastructure, a topic which we will see much more being developed throughout other countries uh, and one that combines many elements together, not only infrastructure, but also other aspects and by that I mean connecting critical buildings in the rural uh, areas, such as police, ambulances, but also schools. And so combining infrastructure together with other investments that have uh, social impact is as you might know, uh, very close to EBRD's heart and something we're very proud of. Other developments we see also, it's the 5G. 5G is coming, play, issued a bond, uh, where we participated uh, earlier this year. And um, interestingly enough, we see 5G being the main topic going forward in CapEx investments in the mobile infrastructure. Um, well, I think what technicians are doing now, they're trying to find other ways to monetize and that takes us to data centers, right? And uh, they're trying to also optimize their balance sheet. So we have seen a lot of movement uh, by exploring different models and sharing sharing towers and trying to uh, share also the way data center investments are being deployed. Uh, naturally speaking, data centers are one of those infrastructure elements that have a critical uh, role now to play in the digitalization of the economy. Uh, a lot of the infrastructure is moving to cloud. There is B2B business that a lot of telecommunication companies are exploring. And that would ultimately, you know, enable Telecommunications to move a little bit more from their core offering, which is still, you know, the typical telecommunication services, right? Are around 80% of their revenues and move uh, much more towards uh, models which are uh, away from their uh, core infrastructure. And that also brings a lot of other elements, uh, such as uh, cybersecurity uh, and integrated services within cloud uh, that bring us much more players. Um, Uh, together with the telecommunication um, companies.
0: Many thanks, uh, Arsida for such uh, a detailed overview. Uh, Indeed, digital infrastructure is uh, undergoing currently huge transformation. And um, according to our recent survey, uh, Digital Horizon, around 65% uh, of our respondents reported that uh, they are going actually to increase uh, their budget on AFT infrastructure, which is really promising. Uh, Over the last year, a lot of companies moved online and uh, attracted a lot of new users. But uh, in the meantime, um, such a rapid transformation, it dictates its rules and it puts a lot of pressure on organizations and um, actually adds various challenges, uh, including, for example, uh, security issues, which, uh, in my view, should be the core in the success of digital transformation. Uh, Tomáš... McKinsey is known for its uh, fantastic analytics on various fronts, so I'm very curious to know what challenges in digital transformation in CEE do you see in your organizations, and actually what distinguishes uh, CEE region from the rest of the world in that respect?
3: Thank you, Olga. Thank you for your kind words, and also thank you for having me here. And indeed, uh, I think the digital economy in, in uh, 2019 and in, in CE has reached nearly 94 billion euros and it grew up from 76 billion euros from uh, 2016, which is just showing how dynamically this part of economy is, is, is growing. And uh, although uh, the growth is above the business as usual scenario, which we uh, laid out in our digital challenges report back in 2018, it is still falling a bit behind, you know, the aspirational one, which is showing, you know, that we have still potential to grow faster. Uh, if we talk about, you know, what is similar, the digital economy, which uh, encompasses both uh, e-commerce, IT, IT infrastructure, telecommunications uh, accounts for six to 7% uh, of, uh, of our GDP, both in CE and it's similar in big five, it's similar in the Nordics. Uh, however, What is different is that actually the digital economy in CE grows almost twice as fast as the rest of the economy. It grows on average year over year at 8%, and it is also twice as fast as uh, in the other economies of Western Europe. However, uh, there are still some states, in particular in Northern Europe, uh, who have managed to grow even faster than that, uh, even widening the gap to Central Europe, just showing how good can we grow if we excel on uh, on this. Now, if we talk about pandemics and, uh, uh, you know, what was the shift? And we've been all observing how digital and e-commerce and all this entire space became more and more relevant uh, throughout the COVID-19. During the first five months of the lockdown, we have captured nearly 80% of the growth that we did in 2019. This was the pace of the acceleration. It means that between January and May 2020, just in CE, the digital economy grew at the rate of 14.2%, twice as fast as, uh, as before. And let me just recall a few data points to, to make it a bit more uh, tangible for us. The digital adoption grew by 25%, which means we had nearly 12 million new online users just in Central Europe over this period. Among the 65 years and up, and up, it grew up by 40%. Astonishing number for, for I think for us. It's a, it's, it's a step change for this cohort of, uh, of users. But it's not only about how many users we have, but also how deep do we go with this digital penetration. On average, you know, the historic usage of sectors was 2.5 per user in CE. It grew up to, to average of 4.2, which means a plus 70% in terms of the digital adoption. And just you know, getting again to the examples, digital public sector services nearly doubled in terms of penetration, which means that we have almost twice as many digital public service users as we had before COVID-19. In the banking, it grew up from 38% penetration to 60% in May last year. Now, you also asked about the strengths and the challenges. I think strengths remain the same. We have a resilient economy. We have a very strong talent pool. Uh, I was kind to elaborate on the digital infrastructure. Absolutely right. It is high quality and it is growing. It's well funded and and, and it's just accelerating. And also our technology ecosystem is, is, is fairly strong. However, there are also some challenges. So let me just name a few. Primary and secondary education. So domestical of our strengths is actually, you know, it's a bit different. You know, we have some countries, some states, which are doing very well, for example, in PISA rankings, but this is not so common in the region. So I think here we can still do better. In, in terms of STEM graduates, so, so you know, all these uh, subjects, science, technology, engineering, and maths, which matter a lot to digital economy. Actually, here, our number of graduates, it declined from 230 4,000 in 2016, to to, to 216,000 in 2018. So this is actually somewhere where we need to recap. 5G rollout, tremendously important aspect of the infrastructure, as rightfully said, and it is growing. It is forecasted that we will achieve 20% of 5G penetration in 2024, which is a great progress. However, when we compare to Scandinavia, our big five, it is less than a half of uh, of the projection. And then finally, I think this technology ecosystem and funding, so the sea unicorns were were worth about 31 billion euros uh, in the end of 2019. And we had a record high uh, funding uh, uh, period for the venture capital attraction in the region, 1.5 billion euros attracted in just 2019. And this is five times the level of 2015 or 2016, so massive growth. However, Still, if we look at the absolute numbers, investment per capita, it is eight times smaller than Western Europe or 13 times smaller than the Northern Europe. So I think, you know, what we are trying to say, foundations are great. The momentum is better than ever before. We have a step change acceleration, but there is still plenty of room for us to to accelerate even further and and raise our ambitions.
0: Thank you, Tomas. Thank you. Very interesting analytics.
1: One of the other major trends is the rise of the innovative and disruptive technologies. Technology is trending on all fronts in Europe, including our region, and the current pandemic has catapulted the importance of technology to a completely different level. E-commerce, fintech, biotech, health tech, edutech, edtech, and a number of other technologies are making headlines all across the transactional landscape and uh, offer both an acquisition targets for um, companies, larger companies that aim to provide um, further broader range of digital services to, to the customers, but also for financial investors, private equity funds, venture capital funds, or um, um, other alternative investment companies um what is EBRD's strategy as regards to this dynamic and very interesting as a class
2: i mean eva i, I can only echo uh, tomas's point um, when he mentions you know the acceleration that happened during covid i mean we saw that firsthand uh, in some of our investments such as allegro in poland uh, these platforms are platforms that have created enough scale uh, and enough know how to compete with the, i mean the likes of amazon or the likes of alibaba and other world Our global brands uh, and they uh, show to all of us that uh, you know our economy is moving towards um, what we call digital services and digital platforms why because they provide efficiency it is easier for supply and demand and cheaper for supply and demand to meet on those online platforms Uh, and it's easier for customers ultimately benefiting from all these developments right that's I think the ultimate goal uh, of of the discussion in terms of us as investors um, as I just we have a huge interest uh, within the e-commerce space, digital uh, media, which could be, you know, summarized within the classifieds in any kind of field, right? You could mention real estate, automotive, uh, you name it. Everything is tech. Everything is digital these days. And we see Central East Europe is actually picking up these trends very quickly. Then they're reaching scales, not not only such as the example um, with Allegro, which made a very fantastic uh, debut in the the IPO, uh, in the stock exchange, right? It was uh, an excellent success story that we, uh, as EBRD uh, will likely see in other countries such as Romania. Um, But also, as you rightly mentioned, all this ecosystem around uh, internet services are complemented by the likes of FinTech. So um, the way we pay, the way we interact with financing, it's it's changing completely because we are paying much more attention to our life online, right? Everything is moved to digital. So there are new ways, new payment um, uh, models as well. And we see that happening also in our countries of operations. And we see, for example, we are teaming up with one of the largest private equities in Poland, and they're acquiring one of these assets in Romania. Uh, And the next steps in the value creation plan is, is very clear, digitalizing payments. Be that bill payments, be that anything that customers do and use and buy online. And that's a clear trend and one that we have a a, a lot of appetite to finance, both from the equity side and on the debt side. And also just to very quickly mention, we have a venture capital arm within the TMT team that looks at the specific asset class of venture capital. uh, And they are very involved in the startup Early stage uh, ecosystem, uh, and they definitely see the same trends. Uh, Central East Europe is becoming digital, and that is across
0: every sector.
1: Thank you, Asida.
0: It's uh, indeed it's it's great that uh, various techs are currently in uh, high demand of uh, of investors, yeah, such as EBRD. And according, uh, referring to our Digital Horizons report, we also in CEMS see uh, the increased uh, investment appetite to technologies, uh, including artificial intelligence technologies. Uh, Thomas, in your in your view, what uh, technologies are currently in high demand in CEE, and uh, whether anything is going to change in the future?
3: Yes, indeed, and. Uh... Look, if we consider both the established players and the emerging startups, uh, a number of clusters become uh, apparent in CE. Gaming studios, such as uh, CD Projekt Red or 10 Square Games, uh, cybersecurity software firms, Fantech companies, uh, they are in particular making their mark on the, on the global stage. In cybersecurity, uh, the free top players in the in the region, and let me just name a few: Avast from Czech Republic, Estet from Slovakia, or Bitdefender from Romania. You know, together they have 10 times more users than the population of the entire CE region. I think it just speaks for itself. In Lithuania, uh, which is uh, EU's largest fintech uh, hub by number, uh, we have more than 210 companies in 2019. Uh, you know, it's, and it's just a country that is uh, more than 3 million inhabitants. So it's, I think you know, penetration per, per inhabitant is just uh, tremendous. And uh, we mentioned a lot about uh, e-commerce, needless to add more, but I think you know, there is a great momentum in the e-commerce and the acceleration of also domestic players all across the region, because it's not only about Poland and Allegro, but it's also in Czech Republic, it's also in Romania. So that's, uh, that's prevalent across the region. But also we have the education technology, Screeware, Brainly, Telemedicine, Inframédica, or Doc Planner, uh, and you know they are all attracting uh, investors at scale. They are attracting global eye, and some of them are already expanding beyond the CE borders, uh, entering the other markets, not only in Europe, but also getting big in the in the US.
0: Thank you very much, Thomas. Uh, Thomas, and uh, thank you very much, Ersida and uh, we are approaching the end of our discussion and therefore i suggest that each of you uh, share uh, your recommendations uh, to businesses in these times of uh, digital transformation ercida uh, let us start from you Uh, thanks a lot olga Um,
2: very clear trends the market recognizes uh, strategies around sustainability energy efficiency and digitalization Uh, With every investor call, uh, there's a very clear focus uh, from us as investors in the region, but also from professional investors coming from private equities uh, outside of our regions. We appreciate companies have sustainable sustainability, energy efficiency and digitalization at the heart of their strategy. And I think that's a very strong message. Companies that do are rewarded with uh, investments and also share price uh, in the stock exchange. And that's a clear trend.
0: Thank you, Ursida. Tomáš, uh, your views, your recommendation, your thoughts.
3: I'm just smiling because i could I could fully subscribe. Uh, I think restrictions imposed during the pandemic are a catalyst for the digital transformation, and uh, not only because they have significantly changed the situation, but uh, uh, they have made the solution all the more important. Uh, Now businesses need an e-commerce website, online customer service, they need fully-fledged cloud solutions, they need to automate all the technologies, including data analytics, embed AI, do their robotic process automation all across their operations and have a fully embedded IT infrastructure. That means that the strategy, digital strategy at the heart, needs to be all across their business, uh, from the front customer to the back office uh, operations. And I think what is the success to get there? Uh, actually, it's a holistic approach. It needs not only the digital transformation that is uh, that is across the entire enterprise, uh, but it also requires the agile way of working. It requires the full digital customer interaction. It requires the full operations review and the uh, uh, modernization of their IT. So I think what comes very clear is uh, Uh, Digital is not one of the elements of strategy, but it becomes the bedrock of the strategy for the future of the uh, enterprises sector.
1: This leads us to the end of this podcast. And on a final note, I'd like to say many thanks to our guests for joining our discussion today and to you out there for watching this broadcast. Please reach out to us with any follow-up thoughts. We would love to hear from you and continue this discussion. Thank you, and we look forward to welcoming you at our next broadcast in the Talking CE podcast series.